God wants every single Christian to be strong. And the strength that we are talking about is not being strong as the world sees it. And the church should also be a place that can attract people to come and come again. Become interested in what your father is doing. Become interested in the fact that we want to operate Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Seek him Christ the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Are you ready? Welcome to the Supernatural Word with Samuel B. Sawyer. Expect a positive change in your life through the power of God's word. He is the head pastor of the Rose of Sharon Cathedral, a branch of Catch the Anointing Center, one of the denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, founded by the prophets, Ducky Ward Mills. Today, he preaches on the topic, Covenant of Love. Covenant of Love. By the end of this five minutes, my prayer is that you would understand the love of God towards you. That is bigger than the love of any man. Oh, yes. Yes. Some of us have not known the love of God the way it's supposed to be. Satan is always trying to move us from the love of God. Paul said, I'm afraid that as the devil beguiled Eve in the garden of Eden, your minds will be moved away from the simplicity of devotion to Christ. The devil wants us to, 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 to forget that God loves us. Actually, when you begin to think that somebody doesn't love you, it affects the way you behave. Yeah, you become like, I don't care, it's like, you are not expecting, it's like, who understands what I'm saying? So it's like, like people who have had broken hearts before. We are talking about covenant of love. Say covenant of love. Now, in Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 7 to 14, I'm going to read it as quickly as possible. Point number one, God uses the marriage covenant to show his love towards us. Point number one, God uses what? The marriage covenant. Everyone say the marriage covenant. Or marriage. Say marriage. Say marriage. And do not get worried if you are not married. Don't say that no. The message is for married people. The message is for everybody. The message is for what? Everybody. In Ezekiel, the Bible says, I have caused thee to multiply as the bat of the field. That is like a flower. And you have increased and waxing great. And you have come to excellent ornaments. Thy breasts are fashioned. The Bible is not afraid of talking about breasts. That's why you must come for marriage counseling. You think it's only the devil who knows about sex. You must change that mind. God has more to say about sex than anybody else can say. The devil's own is always perverted, but God's own is pure. Hallelujah. Thy breasts were what? Fashioned, and thy hair is grown. Whereas thou were naked and bare. This describes a man pursuing a woman and then picking her and taking her and making her good. A couple of friends when I lived in Kumasi, they actually told their wife, Jeff, maybe you should start practicing it. They told their wife, sit at home. And they put, they put their wife on the payroll. So at the end of the month, <laughs> they were paying the wife. I had at least two friends like that. 
Kumasi man, bomi kana frame dada. Oba, bomi kana frame dada. Are they? And they have their wraps. That is how God is saying that He wants to take care of us. I said that's how God is saying He wants to take care of us, like a marriage covenant, a man pursuing a woman and pursuing her to the point that he, he makes her his, takes care of her, carries all the bills. Actually, if you are going to marry a woman, you must be very careful. Sometimes the woman will come with everything. Once you've entered into the house, age. Like somebody I used to pastor some years ago. I've said it in this church before. Maybe I should say it again. And this young boy, unfortunately, started sleeping with a girl. You see, that's why certain things you must not do. Not knowing, for some reason, the girl got pregnant. And the girl delivered safely. May you deliver safely in Jesus' name. I'm not saying go and fornicate and pregnant. But whatever, whether it's from fornication or pregnancy, may you deliver safely in Jesus' name. Pastor, if you say it like that, I've said it. I'm not against you. If you have gone to impregnate yourself, I'm not against you. I still love you as you are. I'll defend you any day. Yeah, even if there's no man around, I'll defend you. I'll defend you any day. When I say defend, it doesn't mean that I will, I will condone what you are saying. I'll rebuke you, but I'll help you. Amen. Yeah, because Christ Jesus came into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I hope you understand what I'm saying. This girl... And this boy, immediately the girl got pregnant and delivered. Now the boy was in debt. He told me, he told my one of my pastors, he said, when he goes to the house, the grandfather will be sitting there. The grandfather will pull the guy. Come, you brought yourself. You pull the guy, and the guy will be sitting. You pull him and say, come and look at my food. Come and look. Because of you, there's no meat. This boy was, he said, because of you, there's no meat. If I continue, should I continue the story? Because it has, it has a funny, sad ending. Do you remember? I've said it before. Well, along the line, somebody hinted the boy that, look, go and get the weighing card of the girl for you, this your child, and check the name that is on it. You didn't understand. So you went to check the name. No, no, it wasn't the girl's name. It wasn't his name. It wasn't any member of the family. It was another name. So he started wondering. To cut a long story short, there was a big man in town. Everybody say big man. In Liberia, they say big man. Big man. And he had rather impregnated this girl, and because he wanted to be saved, he had put the story on the boy. And meanwhile, this boy was spending all his savings, all his money, which was not even reaching, to look after the baby. So the money he was giving was like chicken, chicken change, but it was like he was in trouble. God is going to take care of you in Jesus' name. I say, God will take care of you in Jesus' name. Listen to the rest of the story. Wherever we get, we'll stop and we'll continue next week. Hmm? Number one is a covenant. It's a co I'm just describing the marriage covenant. If I can describe the marriage covenant today, we'll continue next week. Is it a good idea? And if I can put a desire in you to have a life that is just like the marriage God has designed, uh, I have finished my work. Because marriage... Somebody describe it is like either heaven on earth or hell on earth. Which one do you want? Let me say it again. Heaven on earth or hell on earth. Which one do you want? May you have what you want in Jesus' name. But honestly, it will be a mixture. I can tell you it will be a mixture. I pray that the heaven will be more. Well, Pastor, why are you cursing us? No. What a trouble said, if you want to be happy, don't marry. It's a great man of God. He said, if you want to be happy, don't marry. 
Why, why is he saying that? Because when you are single, you do everything the way you want. When you get home, you remove your shoe one to the west, one to the east. Well, if you like, you bath. If you like, you don't bath. Three days. If you are eating your food, well, I mean, you can eat yum, 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 anyhow. If somebody is sitting in front of you, a nice girl is sitting in front of you, you check yourself. When you are single, you are almost free to do anything, true or false. Pastor Peter, true or false. You get up, you travel, and you come. You sleep at any time. You are not thinking of anything. Eh? I'm not talking about Pastor Peter now. I'm not talking about... If six days you have not washed your panties, you don't... Men, men, what I'm saying, am I ringing your phone? That's why Paul said that those that will marry, they will have trouble in the flesh. But still, everyone says still. God's plan for marriage is actually supposed to be an analogy or an example of the relationship he wants to have with us. That's why throughout the Bible, the church is described as the bride of Christ. Jesus Christ is what? The bridegroom. In Revelation 19 verse uh, or whatever, it says that the marriage of the uh, lamb has come and the wife has made herself ready. Throughout the Bible, you see analogies. 19.7, yeah. In Ephesians 5 verse 2, the Bible talks about Christ and how he loved the church. So, for us, sitting here right now, we are being described as the bride. I will say the bride. The bride of Christ. Christ is the bridegroom who wants to make his bride the, the most everything. That is what happens at weddings. That's why we like weddings. It's not so. Wedding, there are basic rules. You try not to shine more than the bride. That's why you don't go to where when you go to a wedding, that's why you don't see people in white. Because we want the bride to be like the shinest. And that is how Christ is looking at us. If you thought that being married to Bill Gates was a wonderful thing, think about being married to Christ. If you talk about being married to an Ashanti man, it's a great thing. Think about being married to Christ. And that is the relationship God wants for us. And marriage should be a relationship that is like an adventure. I've been married. It was around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was a Saturday. It was at... Should I give the venue? The venue. It was a great chapel in Achimota School. That time we were doing construction in our church. That's when I signed. 27th August, 1994. I signed three times. One here, one here in the counter four. Yeah, my wife also signed three times. But it's been a journey. I say it's, it's been what? A journey. I cannot assume that I know everything. If I have to say that everything I know and everything I would ever know is what I know now, then I'm a big fool. Because there's always something you don't know. Something you are discovering even about yourself, about your spouse, about... Marriage is supposed to be a discovery. I can take my time and I can... That's why the book of Songs of Solomon, go and read it. That's why in Songs of Solomon, we realize that the man is describing the wife and will describe the breast, will describe the neck. And it is because he didn't know it before he got married. Unlike some of you who know everything before you got married. 
So as you are in the marriage, the whole marriage looks like some kind of empty paper that you are eating. It's boring. But it's supposed to be discovery. discovery. You are discovering things. I don't know why you are looking at me like that. And that's how God intends for us in our walk with him. That it's a journey and it's an adventure. And I want to tell everybody here, I'm telling myself, because that is what I have been trying to do ever since I got born again. I realized that Christianity is like an adventure. Christianity is something that Bible says, we, he knows the way that I take when he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. He cannot say I've been born again seven years, so I know everything that's supposed to be done. No, but you see, you see how the, some of the movies are, where there's suspense, where there's thriller, where there's excitement, you know, things are happening, you don't know what's going to happen, there's some sort of, that is how Christianity is supposed to be like. That's what Christianity is supposed to be like. That's why you shouldn't fret. So for the slightest thing, your pocket is empty, no, then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then you're looking for your ex-boyfriend to call. No, that's when you should be looking for prayers in the Bible to pray. That's when you should be looking for verses in the Bible to pray. Look inside the Bible, underline verses. That's why you should be learning how to endure. I have to close. That's, 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 that's why you need the wisdom of God, how to survive. Let me read. Can I read verse 8? Now, when I pass by thee, God is talking to somebody and God is going to take care of you. If indeed you are the bride of Jesus, this is what is going to happen. When I pass by thee and look upon thee, behold, thy time was the time of love. That's what I just described. Time of love. When you love somebody, even when you don't have anything, you are, you are happy together. The whole thing is, I just want to be with you. Some of you do not have those moments when you realize that you are in the presence of a deity, a divine being, and you realize that nothing matters apart from God. And that is what you must be interested in. It's only in the arms of your boyfriend that you think you can have solace. What do you mean? It's only when you have got a car. A friend of mine bought a, a golf and he told me, Sam, tell the golf as he did the golf inside. He did like he did in your mother's arms. You're thinking of those things. It's nice. Why can't you also think about the presence of God? Reading the Bible and something strikes you and say, wow. How many of you have read the Bible and you started clapping, clapping, clapping? You've watched movies, ninja movies, and you have started clapping. How, why don't you read the Bible and see something and align it and start flipping and... I'm talking to somebody here. I know I'm talking. A time of love. A time of love. Even once I know we are singing song, the worship song, does it come from our inside? Or it comes just from our throats? Because you don't even know the words. You have not even bothered to go and look for the words. This generation, that you could even find the words more easily. A time of love. Say, a time of love. And I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. Still talking about marriage. The Bible says, yea, I swore unto thee. Huh? Covenants, they, they share vows, isn't it so? And entered into a covenant with thee. Entered into what? A covenant with thee, say the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. Let me just finish reading, and then we'll close at this stage. Then I washed thee with water, yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil. There's a revelation here, I don't think I want to share it now. It talks about water, it talks about oil, it talks about blood, and it talks about oil. The next verse, I clothed thee also with broidered work. It's talking about, I, I, you see, Christianity is supposed to be covered through and through. Not just your, 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 your body, your covering. Don't go and look for a high from Jack Daniels. 
What has Jack Daniel got to offer compared to the love of God? Something that you drink and then you get cold. I was in the place once. There were ambassadors. There were all sorts of proper people around. One guy got so drunk, he started chasing all the women in the room. And he was a respected educationist in the area. Chasing and I was a pastor. So he would come to me. And he was a Catholic. Then he would start trying to kiss my hand because that's what they do in Rome. Then they took him home. The next day I was talking. Two days later I was, I was talking with him. In fact, I met him again at another function. I said, I asked him, his name is Omali. I said, oh, today you look very quiet. Won't you take anything? I said, sure. I said, like, for me to go and drink and disgrace myself like that. Alcohol, alcohol is not something that you need. I'll close the service the way you are looking at me. I clothe thee also with broidered work and shot thee with badger skin. Badger, badger is a small animal. It's like a rat. Bigger, like a, uh, like a rabbit, only badger. That's one of the thickest things in the world. Make uses for shoes and all sorts of things. I clothed thee with what? Badgers. I shod thee with badger skin. And I gathered thee about with fine linen. And I covered thee with silk. Organza, Papa. May God cover you in 2021 with all sorts of nice things. How many of you like nice things? Oh, you like nice things. May you eat from a nice bowl in Jesus' name. It shouldn't be that the bowl you are eating half is broken. I said, may you bath from a bucket that you have not used chewing gum to saw at the bottom. Some of you, the dress that you are wearing right now, the other day I was in a car with somebody and they said, at the dress that I'm wearing, I can feel pins. I can feel, I say, hey, pins, bah. Pin, do you know pin? I said, I said, should I stop so that we remove the pins? Said, oh, then the person said, then he brought one pin out. I said, hey. He said, I told you, that's a pin. Then another pin. Hey, may you not wear dresses that they are pins pinning you in Jesus' name. <laughs> when we were, years ago, we used to have some shoe, and we have to put tuckers under. When you're walking, it's like you're a seaman. Because the shoe had weight like that. May God clothe you with fine clothes in Jesus' name. May things around you begin to become nice. Nice. There's something like nice. Say nice. Some time ago, I was with my wife and children. I said, oh, let's go and eat somewhere. Then somebody said, well, let's go home and let's go and make, let's go and make uh, our food like that. Then one, all the children said, eh, and I'm going to wash things. And then they said, they said, it's not nice. Sometimes, sometimes it's nice to take your wife or your husband out and sit somewhere. Eh? Sit somewhere small. And just relax and he call your few. What, what do you think? May he be your life in Jesus' name. I'm not saying all the time. I'm not saying all the time, but once in a while. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, I deck thee also with ornaments, and I put bracelets upon thy hands and a chain on thy neck. Is it not nice? I say, is it not nice? Didn't you all dress nicely to come to church today? When we go to a wedding, it's not a nice thing. We go to a wedding, we all dress out nicely. Because everything is so nice, talking about love. I'm getting to 14, verse 13. This verse, what, 12. I put a jewel on thy forehead. Wow. I told the first service people, eh, and I want to tell you, earrings in your ears, beautiful crown upon your head. You know what I told them? I told their wives especially, that once in a while, every wife, listen to me, and wife-to-be, once in a while, get up in your house, bath, dress, Sports, put on your bone 
bone, straight hair, put on your makeup, put chains around you, and your husband will be saying, where are you going? Say, no, I'm here with you. I'm, I'm just, ah, but you have dressed like that. That's what I dress for you. You see, the men were saying, wow, and the woman was saying, oh. Because you dress for the doctor, don't you? You dress for the doctor. You dress to come to church. You dress when you are going for outdooring. But at home, you are wearing that your JSS big bowler shorts with three months granola soup on the right and then two months cocoa that are stained on the left. Hey. And then the thing that you are wearing, you don't know whether it is your own t-shirt or your big brother's t-shirt or your husband's t-shirt, but you are wearing it anyhow. And there are holes on this side. You said it's air-conditioned blouse. And that is for your husband. And that's for your husband. And you have removed that your nice hair. You are looking like a boy. Your husband came to the house and he was calling you. Of course, of course, where are you? And then the small child, oh, mommy, mommy just passed. He said, where? In the corridor. He said, oh, no, that was a houseboy. And then of course said, no. It, it, your child is saying, oh, it was mommy. He said, eh. You have removed your, your, your wig and now you are looking like a boy, another boy in the house. Oh, wife, are you going to do that? Surprise your husband one day. Arrive home before he arrives. And then just deck yourself nicely. Shepherd, shepherd, and then you are sitting there. As soon as he arrives, hey, are they? What's happening? I say, oh, just for you, my darling. Oh, just for you. Isn't that nice? And that's what God wants to do for you. God wants to surprise you. God wants to do something nice for you. Why are you not thinking about it? My preaching is to make you think that God wants to bless you. Because the marriage is the example of how God wants to relate with us. Am I making sense? Verse 13 and 14, let's close. Can we, is the communion ready? Do you have your communion? If you didn't have communion, I don't know what you do. Verse 13, that was decked with gold and silver. That's what I was saying. Gold and silver is not just when we are going out. There are cultures in the world, like um, the Middle East, they wear it normally at home. They wear, I mean, wear it. Why can't you wear it? Oh, if I think from today, that thing I wear, you have to wear it. I will buy you more in Jesus' name. Yeah. The one you have, wear it first. The one you have, wear it first. Yeah. A wife, a wife was asking the husband, how come that this year you have not given my mother a, a, a Christmas present? Then the, the husband said, ah, but the one I gave her last year, she has not used it. So what did you give her last year? So, I, I got a spot at transition for her. And I bought a coffin. She hasn't used it. Anyway. <laughs> can, can I close the service? <laughs> the case is being settled now. This happened in 1978. The case is being settled now. <laughs> they are still fighting in court. <laughs> Thy raiment was of fine linen and silk and embroidered work. You did eat fine flour and honey and oil. And that was exceedingly beautiful and you did prosper into the kingdom. Verse 14, underline verse 14. And thy renown went forth among the heathen. The Bible says for thy beauty. For it was perfect through my covenantless which I have put on thee. Bible says, saith the Lord. Everybody say the marriage covenant. Do you see 
this is just one passage in the Bible that God has used to describe the marriage covenant. There are so many other passages. There are so many other passages, I'm telling you. And that is how God wants to relate with us. Pastor Albert, are you excited? I'm excited though. From today, I want to see what God has for me. I want to see. Too many of us, we are interested in what somebody else has for you. I want to see what God, that is what will make me pray. That's what will make me seek the face of the Lord. That's what will make me fast as we come to January 11th all the way to January 24th. That's what will make me want to come to church to hear what God has for me. That is what will make me listen to a podcast, read a Christian book, to see, read my Bible, to see what God has for me. That is because I know that God has good things for me. I know that God has good things for you, the thoughts that he has for me, thoughts of good and not of evil. I'm talking about myself. I don't know about you. I don't know what you think God wants for you. Sometimes you think that God is like some old man with a stick waiting to hit you on the head. It's a loving God. That's why the Bible says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. I'm going to continue this sermon. Next time, God gives us an opportunity. But if you are here this morning and you believe that you are the bride of Christ, and you believe that you are making yourself ready for the bridegroom and you are interested in the final consummation of the marriage that will happen when Jesus Christ comes and we shall all have a feast with him. Thank you for watching. Today we learned God uses the marriage covenant to show his love towards us. Hi, I believe you've heard a life transforming message. I'd like to pray with you to give your life to Jesus. The Bible says, as appointed unto man once to die, and after that, judgment. What would your judgment be? I pray God will receive you. Let's pray, close your eyes. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. You died for me, a sinner. You gave your life for my sake. Forgive me, have mercy on me. Write my name in the book of life. I'll follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. If you pray this prayer, you're now a child of God. I'd like to invite you to visit us at the Catch the Anointing Center La in Accra. That's the Rose of Sharon Cathedral. Or find a Bible-believing church nearby. And let's worship God together. Hope to see you in this world or in the world to come. God bless you. My name is Samuel Sawyer. See you. Thanks for your time. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Use your faith to move all mountains in your way. To contact us for counseling, prayers, and ministry materials by Bishop Dakiwad Mills, such as the Macarius, the Mantano, and the latest edition, Speak the Word, that is Macarius in audio format, and also Samuel Sawyer's book, Winning the Battles of Life. Call or message us on plus 233-248-906-776 or send an email to sambisoya at gmail.com. Finally, write to us and share your testimony on how this broadcast has been a blessing to you. See you next time and stay blessed.